Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Rigori Italian Football Podcast. I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi, the man who's old enough to remember when Federico Chiesa's dad was a youth prospect in Serie A. And I'm joined by my footballing Dr Watson, my cousin Marco, the man I like to think of as the UK's most respected authority on all things Venezia Calcio. Marco, how are you doing? Uh, okay, after today. I was hoping to be happier, I'll be honest. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that, we'll get to that yeah. in due course. You're always hoping to be happier though, Marco. That's, yeah, that's true. That's, that's, just, true, yeah. that's our state of life, I think. Always yeah. hoping to be happier. But we may be happier than fans of some of um, Serie A's big guns after this weekend. We are, the, we are the podcast that likes to cock a snook or whatever the terminology is at the at the big boys and it certainly wasn't a great weekend for the top sides in, in Serie A. None of them really um, getting any significant points and most notably per probably uh, the, the Milanese giants um, mm-hmm. Milan being held by the you know top being held by bottom and then just to um, surpass that achievement if you wish um, Inter who had the opportunity to go top couldn't capitalise against a, a, undeniably a better side in, in Sassuolo but just the yeah. same um, it was a bit of a surprise I think most people thought that was a formality for Inter to to, to take the top but what do we take from that Marco I mean are, are our are our lower sides maybe better than we thought or are our top sides worse than we thought I always feel, I know this is only the third episode we've recorded, but we have been putting the league down in, in all of them, but I'm, I'm going to continue that trend because I think it probably shows that these top sides aren't quite good enough, um, albeit in every league you'll have surprise results and, uh, you know, I think there is a better balance in Serie A. There's no easy games than a lot of the other top leagues. Um but yeah, it, it Salernitana, in my view, aren't a great team, and I was very surprised that Milan couldn't beat them. Although Manian <laughs> nearly single-handedly decided to give the game to Salernitana, he, so. he was not so magic, Mike. On, no, on the weekend wasn't he? Yeah, I know. I mean, which you forgive a goalkeeper a, a bad game. I guess we all. They all Everybody and he has been good, you know. I mean, I don't think there's too, he has been too, very good. There's yeah. not many Milanisti are, are really crying up for the loss of Donnarumma, which is mm-hmm. you know, which is quite an achievement. Yeah, but that was a result when you saw that you thought, mm, you know, for 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 top to be held by by bottom and as you say, you know, not a great side to lend it down. Although they do. I mean, I always think they do get a cracking old atmosphere in their in their stadium, despite. Yeah, their, their lowly position, but but just the same, it was another <laughs> not not to not to keep kicking Milan, but it was it did feel like another kick at their title credentials. But then you have to say we followed that with Inter, who uh, you know I know you felt favourite, I felt were favourites when mm-hmm. they kind of got to the top of the league. But since they've got to the top of the league, a bit like you know a racehorse that kind of gets its nose in front and then doesn't know what to do, they seem to have they seem to have lost their way. It was a bit of a I don't know if maybe the hangover from the Liverpool game cost them, but the first half in particular, they were they didn't look like champions of Italy to me. No, they 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 were 
they were poor, which was surprising because actually, as you say, in midweek they did play very well. Um, and in, I, I do think there is, I suppose, a difference between losing, uh, drawing with Salernitana and, and losing to Sassuolo, who are capable of that because they do have good players. I think Sassuolo are one of these teams that are a bit swingy in terms of their performances, and but if you catch them on a good day, then then they're pretty tough to to, deep, that, to handle. That's them beating Milan, Inter, and Juventus away. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know, so it's yeah. it's quite a calling card for a team that's eleventh mm-hmm. in the league. You know, it's, it, as you see on their day, and they've got some cracking players with yeah. Scamacca, Raspadori, Berardi's in the. I think in some of the base form of his of yeah. his life, really, you know. So you know, all power to let's 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 talk up the the middle to lower yeah. tier a bit here and exactly. say and say that you know that good on them. I, I do think it's a bit you know I, I feel this with with um, Juventus in particular, but it's a bit it's a bit sort of emperor's new clothes with some of the some of the sort of lower level sides have decided to give it a go now instead of just going into the game um, against the big boys feeling they're defeated from the from the yeah. start i think they're now and results are starting to back that up that you know there is a there is a confidence that you know they can go to these teams and actually take them on and 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 get something so that you know it it makes you know, as I say, maybe we can see the overall level is, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get the confirmation of that, I suppose, from the Champions League and, and Europa League, just where, where Italian football lies in, in global countries. But it does mean that, that there's rarely a, a dull game in Serie A because, yeah, the, no, that's very because true. the teams yeah. will teams will get up and sort of and sort of uh, give it give it a go so you know as I say it'd be interesting to see it's left the door open for for Napoli and I was saying earlier this week that you know I think they, they'd be as <laughs> a sort of the mildly romantic choice to win the Scudetto mm-hmm. given that given that Inter and, and Milan have got you know dozens of them in their trophy cabinet Napoli's only got a couple and they do play when in the groove they do play some some nice football I mean do you do you have faith in Napoli's title credentials Marco or do you you think they are they are liable to shoot themselves in the foot as well I mean it could make for an interesting running if they all keep doing it yeah I mean I I just worry about their consistency a bit as well but I, I think they do have they play good football. They've got exciting players. Um, you know, if you were asking me off the top of my head what order would I put the teams in, I'd probably put Inter, Napoli, and then Milan after that. So um, whether it'll finish like that, no, I have no idea. But Napoli certainly have a good chance, and I, as a Venezia fan, certainly hope they beat Cagliari tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, that would be a helping hand, which is, see, None of the big boys have have got the win this weekend, so they'd no. be, they it would be a big step in their favour uh, if they could. Uh, casting an eye down to since you've brought in the relegation fight into the mix, I mean the the, the team that kind of made the stride away from relegation, I guess this weekend were were Sampdoria, and we've we've come up with this team a few times, but it was another veteran that that did the business for mm-hmm. them, Fabio Quagliarella rolling back the clock. I notice now though, 
when he goes to celebrate, there's a lot less hair on the top of his head than there, than <laughs> yeah, there used to be. There were some unkind shots of the back of his head as he celebrated those goals. And as a man that's sensitive to these things, I did I did feel sorry for him. But he still he finished off the off the goals well. And we you know we've we've cited Zlatan, we've cited Giroud, you know, and saying maybe this is the, the are we the country for old men? But um, I, I think you know he's done well. But I guess maybe there are others that aren't doing quite so well. Yeah. Uh, oh, before we move on from Collier, I do like he is a man that just is incapable of scoring a an average goal. I feel he always pulls out a a special goal. So yeah, I, I do like to see him doing well. Albeit, I would prefer Sam not to be doing particularly well at the moment. But um, yeah, I, the there are. I suppose we pointed out the, the, the old players that are doing well, but there are some others that aren't doing so well. I mean, Handanovic, especially for the first I swallow goal, I, I'd need to watch it again, but it looked to me like he actually jumped over the ball and let it go under him. Um, and uh, also during the Champions League, I thought he could have done better for Liverpool's first goal as well. Um, and then looking closer at home, we bought Nani in as a, as a hope for this, the, this half of the season and he unfortunately from what I've seen from him looks like a man that has come to collect a paycheck and doesn't have that ability any, well the ability to beat a man and and do make the difference that I was hoping yeah, to see from I him I saw him hit one good shot today I yeah. think but that, that's not a lot to build on right enough you need someone that can run about as well and get the ball as well as mm-hmm. as well as you know hit a decent shot i mean uh, that's so i mean that brings us nicely into the the, the the relegation the relegation tussle there and and that the big game really of the weekend was your boys against genoa and it it played out into another into another draw were you were you frustrated or or satisfied with that at the end marco well, at the very end, I was satisfied because um, we were hanging on and uh, there was some sort of amazing goal line clearance towards the very end, although we nearly scored on the break after that. But yeah, it was frustrating because I felt in the first half, we really had their number and we were dominating. Um, and then they got a goal out of nothing with their first shot on target. And that seemed to rattle us. And we never really recovered after that. And I felt... Zanetti, who I'm a huge fan of, maybe didn't make the changes that he should have. I felt that he maybe could have pulled off a centre back and and put on a midfielder to try and gain a bit more control in the midfield in the second half. But it's not ideal. A point's a point, so it it does pull us up a little bit. But it's one of those games that you had down as a as a win if you were wanting to stay up for sure. Albeit we beat Torino last week, so. You know, it balances out in, in a way. Those were bonus points, I guess, against yeah. against Torino, but against a direct rival, you really could have made a big stride away. With yeah. it's always, I guess, the old Italian mentality. This, you know, it's it's one point nearer and it's one game nearer the the end of the the season sort of thing. I wanted to ask you quickly about um, a man that I've watched with interest, um, Dennis Johnson, that plays for you. And I I call him. Dennis, no menace, because he, he's, he looks yeah. like he should be, he's got pace to burn, but he, when he gets into that final third, he's just, I mean, do you think, is, is he a player that's going to, because I, I remember times watching, 
Kiesa when he was younger and he was you know there was there were similarities there where he would he could beat his man he could get I'm not suggesting he's in anywhere in the same league as that but I mean do you think he will become a player Marco or or is he just destined to frustrate forever I I thought he would become a player I, I think his level is probably sadly Serie B where his pace can make a massive difference um because that's the biggest thing that he's got, but he is a terrible at making decisions when he's on the ball. He panics and nearly always makes the wrong decision. Even today on the break, arguably he should have put in, in Sammy rather than putting Aramu on his right foot, which he doesn't really have. But um, yeah, it, it, he's not performed this season. And to be honest, it shows a bit of a lack of depth in our squad that we keep having to turn to him at the moment because I don't... And Zanetti gets so frustrated with him because he just always makes the wrong decision when he's on the ball. But here's hoping he, he you know, turns it all around and scores the winning goal against Calgary on the last day of the season. That's, keep it. Us up. That's it, yeah, he can, he can do that. I mean, it's frustrating because he's got all the pace and Nani's got none. So you've got some yeah, com- exactly. combination. If you could give his maybe his skill or finish and Nani's skill and finishing to him, you'd have one complete player if you added, yeah. if you added, the, if you added the two of them together. But it's certainly that relegation fight looks like it's going to go um, all the way, all the way to the wire. But anyway, enough about your team and a bit about my mm-hmm. team in a sort of ta- a bit of sort of tangential way because Fiorentina remarkably did the they completed a treble over over Atalanta having beaten them in the league and, and cup and now uh, beating them in in Florence and it was another setback for I mean in Florence they were absolutely delighted because they've not got a lot of time for Giampiero Gasperini and uh, I don't know if you picked up on the the BT Sport mics there was a lot of shouts of buffone coming through the another less kind things uh, towards towards Gasparini who then eventually exasperated got um, got sent off to make it almost a perfect day um, for Fiorentina fans but you know is is Gasparini is he just an old grump now I mean he seems to be they, they've got a big chip on their shoulder Atalanta about decisions going going against them I, I don't know if you saw today they had a, an equaliser chalked yeah, off by, by by VAR I mean I, I don't know did you see that and, and what was your take on on that and the kind of the ongoing the ongoing grumbles of of Gasparini does his genius as a coach um outweigh his his grumpiness as a, a post-match speaker or or non-speaker in this case oh it's funny because he's not he really isn't well liked by anyone outside of his the team that he's managing, is he? Um, and of course, he wasn't very successful at Inter when he went there. Um, perhaps not his fault entirely, but I suspect his personality probably played a role in that. Um, he he's obviously a great manager. He knows how to organise that team, and what he's done with Atalanta is amazing. But he is, uh, yeah, he he's just one of these. Mo- he's a bit like, I suppose, he's a bit like Mourinho in terms of his. Uh, attitude towards always being hard done by and everything like that. It, nothing ever seems to go his way as far as he's concerned. So I don't know. Atalanta themselves seem to be slightly shaky at the moment, which is a bit of a surprise because earlier on in the season, you know, it looked like they might even be able to challenge for the for the league, but they've not found that consistency at all. And the goal. I, I need to see it again. I did see the offside, but um, 
I, I'm assuming that it was it was correct because they must have gone to VAR with it, but they, it was a very tight they, one. They, they, would, they went to VAR, and the issue was that. Mali, I mean, I, I could understand how it would be aggrieved if it was my team because Malinowski was onside, but Hatiboer mm. had run ahead of him and was marginally offside, mm. and and the thinking was that he effectively distracted a defender who who it's tracked a, his run, and we've had a few of these recently. Where it's it, like Caldara last yeah, week, exactly. with, uh, with us against Torino. Exactly, yeah. you know the, these sort of things where it's just seen that. He, you know, he was uh, was he affecting the play? I suppose he was, because he, he was. You know, you could see that. I don't think there was any way that the Fiorentina defender was getting back to to stop or was getting across to stop Malinowski. Mm-hmm. But equally, you know, it, it, undoubtedly the man in an offside position would catch his eye and draw him there. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as always with these things, you want consistency. So, I mean, maybe maybe Gasparini had some reason to grumble after this yeah. one, but uh, you know, in Florence they won't. Keep They'd just be absolutely <laughs> delighted that he was uh, he left with nothing. Before we move on from that, I want to ask about um, one of your players, Sotil, who always looks like he's got the breakout potential, but never quite seems to fin- be the finished product. He, he's the Dennis Johnson of yeah, of exactly. Fiorentina. I mean, I'd rather have Sotil. Yeah, I think he's got a bit more. <laughs> I, I see more. Yeah. I mean, I'd see his his ceiling. I would say is is higher. I, I think that mm-hmm. you know he's got a bit of a, a character, as he would say in Italy. He's definitely got a bit of temperament. But that's you know that's not a bad thing necessarily if he mm-hmm. can if he can control that, rein that in. I mean, he couldn't control himself when he was in against Cagliari. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but, you know, he, he came on for a cameo, scored a goal, and then they subbed him off for fear he would get he would get sent off um, because he took such great glee and having been jeered by the opposition yeah. fans, he took such glee. I, I, think there is a, I think there is a player, I've seen that progress in him this season, um, mm-hmm. That you know he's got he's got good pace and it, it is just about getting the end product you know which was see that was a Kiza issue a lot of Fiorentina fans don't like him but I think he's moved up he's moved up the pecking order and you know if you think that he's keeping Saponara he's certainly keeping our new signing you know, Icone out of the team mm-hmm. then you know Italiano. I, th- I think he's a pretty smart coach, so you know he must yeah. he must see something that he likes. So I, I'm still well. I, for me, he's still young enough um, and got enough potential there to um, to to deserve his place just now. I think him and, and Nico Gonzalez are the are the best two we've got in those in those mm-hmm. wide positions. I mean, Sapon are a very different player. You know, he's, yeah, he's more yeah, more of a thinking yeah. man's mm-hmm. player. You know, he's not got the he's not got the pace and Icone. I don't know. I mean, I hope he gets his chance because we spent a lot of money and he's he comes with a good reputation. But I have to say, he did miss a chance the other week where he looked he looked like he'd come from I don't know the French third division, not not the <laughs> not the top division with the, the type of shot. But I, I don't know if that's a style thing where he's a sort of counter attack player and we've not really we've not really played that way. But yeah, no. So Teal, I see. Uh, I'm a bit more optimistic for him than than mm. you are for your man that he could still be. You know, even potentially an Italy international if he if he screws ahead a bit and yeah. and and gets on. And as I say, I've seen progress. I've seen progress this season. Um, talking of of Italy internationals, the 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 great Gallo Bellotti was back to to scoring ways, and it was we rewind to Friday night and the 
the Turin Derby and another big gun held by a held by a little gun and and you know well deserved on what I saw. I think Torino yeah. were well worth their were well worth their draw really. Other than you know I think towards the end there was a psychological factor that they were terrified that they've lost so many games to Juve in the last five minutes that you know they they looked terrified of doing so. But otherwise over most of the rest of the game well worth it. But you know is that a are you a Belotti fan more than an Immobile fan, Marco? Would you like to see him lead the line for for Italy in our upcoming playoff games, or you know, is not really? No, okay, is, <laughs> is the honest yeah, answer. Yeah. No, like Belotti to me is a player that works hard and he's a big workhorse type player. Um, but again, at international level, I just don't think he's he's that great, to be honest. He can he can finish, but it's it's that step up, and I don't quite, as I was saying last week about Immobile, I don't quite understand what it is. Is it just that the team isn't built around them in the way that it is um, at club level, I think, maybe makes a difference for these players and they're not able to adapt to the to the different system, maybe. Because I just don't think he's he's got it either. Although he to me is more capable of if you give him a chance, he can certainly Bluter the ball <laughs> um, very hard, it's which these, uh, it's these is a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, he, he is. I mean, do you think there was that sort of golden period he had where everything he mm-hmm. kicked went into the net? And yeah. you know, it just you wish that that would. Uh, I mean, not as a sort of Torino fan, but as an Italy fan, you wish that would that would click for him again because mm-hmm. he did look like a world beater at that at that stage. Yeah. But you know, I mean. I mean He's now he's now getting on a bit, and I think you're right. I don't know. It would be you know optimistic probably to think that he was going to single-handedly see off Portugal. Certainly, assuming yeah. assuming they get um, past Macedonia. Well, absolutely. I mean, I, I I would just say actually at the moment, if we're if we're not saying Balotelli, which would be my gamble, but um, the Sassuolo boys yeah. must have a chance. Of start if he if he mobile wasn't fit or something because I imagine Chiro will start if if he is fit but yeah they, they're they're in form um, so again international level who knows but yeah no I mean I I think Belotti's the man to, if you need someone to go on and get kicked by the opposition yeah on that, absolutely you know, yeah. so to take that pound in I think he is your sort of battering ram and then you know if you play him for an hour and then you send on somebody with skill. To take his place, not yeah. not that he's without skill. That's that's cruel. But you know, you know what I mean. That, that you know, he, yeah, he yeah. can he can tire out a defence, and then and then you you get someone that can take advantage of the kind of the, the donkey work that that he has done. But I mean, it, it was interesting to see. As I say, that was I thought it was a bit of a setback for the the UV Vlaovic revival show. Seemed yeah. to seemed to hit the buffers a bit there. He was he was well controlled by Bremer mm-hmm. at the back of the the Toro defence. So it'd be interesting to see if um, well whilst Piontek keeps on scoring for Fiorentina which is mm-hmm. uh, you know as I say certainly causing great glee great glee in Florence we'll see how long that may last but uh, we'll, we'll savor it for the for the rest of the week so a, a happy week for me and a sort of a, a a middling a middling week for for you for your Ports and Napoli for tomorrow yeah, that d- might make me a bit happy d- definitely <laughs> if they can win definitely anyway Marco always good to always good to catch up with you and and if you've enjoyed listening to this then please 
like, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell anyone you know about the, the Rigori podcast, and we'll be we'll be back again next week with some more. Perfect. See you then.